Men in Balance Radio, I'm Jerry Hancock. We're talking now with George Kelly, who's a friend of mine and also someone who I thought just maybe represents uh, average guy looking out to develop himself spiritually. Welcome, George. Well, thank you. Appreciate you being here. Um, maybe you can just talk a little bit about uh, your own background, maybe how you grew up, what your faith history has been, and how you came to the point you are now. Oh, I, I love the characterization of average, typical guy. I <laughs> feel that way all the time. Um, I, I guess to give you some background from a, from a spiritual standpoint, I grew up in a Roman Catholic family. Um, family was very, you know, very loyal to the church, and we were regular churchgoers. Um, I even attended parochial school through the eighth grade. Um, and I, I think, I don't know if it's fairly typical, but, you know, at some point my... My journey as I became a teenager and a young adult, I, I, I did wander away. Um, and, you know, I, I don't think I got into a lot of trouble or anything like that, but I, I really just kind of lost my connection to the church. Mm. Um, and it really wasn't until later in life when um, I got married and we decided to have a family that that stuff, again, became important to me. Um, so I, I, tell, I tell my own kids, being careful not to, you know, encourage them to walk away that I, I tell them that I, I missed some time that I, I kind of regret at this point in my life but I guess the bigger message for me to them is that you, it's never too late you can always go yeah. back yeah well just to sort of set the stage how old are you now and how old are your kids how long have you been married that sort of thing yeah I'm 47 years old I've been married we just celebrated our 20th anniversary um, my oldest daughter is 14, and my youngest daughter is 11. Hmm. Any special advice on raising daughters, by the way? Oh, that, boy. <laughs> yeah, that's a good I, challenge, huh? I'm making it up as I go, quite <laughs> frankly. But, um, no, I, hey, listen, I've got, I've got a, a good network of, of friends and family that have been exactly where I am today with, with young daughters. And, hey, there's challenges that go along with that. Um, and I, I've got some good, good people to lean on. Um, I, I guess if I had to offer any, anybody advice, I, I would tell them, it, you know, the, the tendency, especially for a 14-year-old, is, is to kind of crawl into your shell and, and avoid contact. Um, I make a, a big effort to reach out to her all the time, and on even the most insignificant things, yeah. just to stay in contact and keep the conversation going. It's important, isn't it? Um, I know that you've spent some time in some classes in church to sort of further understand uh, where you're going and your own spirituality. Um, can you summarize sort of what you might be searching for when you're doing your own spiritual search? Um, you know, it's interesting you say that. We, we, you and I have been in some classes together. In right. fact, you, you were really part of the... Uh, I'd say a turning point in my spiritual journey when we did Disciple One together. Yeah. Um, you know, I had absolutely no interest in, in attending a structured program like that. Uh, even though I had become part of the church and was enjoying my experience in the church and had met a lot of good people and got involved in, in some extracurricular activities like Habitat, mm -hmm. um, I, I really wasn't interested in doing a, a Bible study class because it really wasn't my background. Um, it was the encouragement of my wife that got me to that point, and you know, once I got involved, I, I was clearly the uh, the inexperienced one of the group. But uh, you know, you guys were patient with me and, and mm. coached me along the way. 
And I, it was a real gradual thing throughout the course of that that program that I really started to develop an affinity and a, and a passion for it. Um, and I've since gone on and taken uh, other levels of disciple and some yeah. other um, more structured classes. And um, I, it's it's been enlightening to me in many ways that um, you know there, there's a much deeper understanding. It's not just all feel good stuff. Yeah. Um, to have conversations with people on that level that are of like mind is really a, a growth opportunity that I just didn't engage in till so, much later so, in life. So that's something that um, I find a lot of men sort of postpone doing actually until they get to, into a tough spot in their life and they reach back and try to make some spiritual connections. Um, it sounds like you think that's pretty important. Oh, I, honestly, I, I since that time, um, I don't know that I had a real, real tough spot in my life, but I have had some since. Mm -hmm. I've lost both my parents uh, since that initial class. Um, you know, my wife has gone through some very serious illnesses, and mm -hmm. I'm happy to tell you she, she's come through them very well. But those experiences, without that spiritual foundation that I really developed through those classes, would have been completely different. Wow. Um, so I, I guess I'm fortunate in that it wasn't, in hindsight, that I was reaching back looking for the answers, you know, I continue to look for the answers. Don't get me wrong; I haven't right. figured it out. But um, the just having that foundation really made getting through those times considerably easier. So I know that you, you mentioned Habitat. I know you've been very active in Habitat. Talk a little bit about how you got in that, what you're doing now, and sort of what, what why you think that's important. Um, you know, Habitat for me is it's a it's a great program because it involves so many people, and and it's a relatively easy thing, especially for men to get involved in. Um, I, I really I became attracted to the whole idea of Habitat just because that's I enjoy you know woodworking and and you know fiddling around and doing some handyman stuff. So that was the initial thing that got me there, um, and what you experience on a Habitat site is not just the fellowship with other friends, but to you actually work with the homeowner, who's, the, I guess, the homeowner in, in progress. Um, and to see the pride and the ownership that these people have um, as they get ready to, to go into this new phase of their life was just incredibly rewarding for me to, to be a part of that. Um, now, I, I'll be very honest with you, since that time, just because of my kid's age and, and where we are with that, I, I work with the Habitat program, but I'm I'm not on site as often as I as right. I want to be. Well, you were uh, instrumental in um, pulling some folks together to work on Habitat houses, though, right? And doing some organizational stuff. I sure I played a role in yeah. in the steering committee. Yeah. So um, one of the things that I keep running into, and I've had several ministers and uh, psychologists confirm this for me that. Spirituality is all about getting outside yourself and helping other people, reaching beyond just the things that you are uh, absorbed in. Is that your understanding? Is that how you would describe it as well? Uh, yeah, that's a pretty good characterization. I, uh, you know, I, I think I'd even take it a step further and tell you that you know when you, you you go outside of your comfort zone a little bit is when you really see that that growth. Mm -hmm. um, an example I'll give you, I, you know. I, Five years ago, I never would have even considered having done this, but as my 14-year-old went through confirmation class, um, I, I signed up to be a small group leader in that program. Wow. And we had just a, an exceptionally large group of, of confirmands this year. I think there was upwards of 90, um, 90 
um, young people going through this program. Um, so as a small group leader, I had a chance on, on a weekly basis to get together with this core group of 10 to 12 kids, and it was the same group of kids week after week. Um, and really, at, at, at the beginning, I thought I was just a pretender and just kind of coaching my way through it and, and figuring it out as I go. But as time went on, I really discovered that I had something to offer. And, and that was my initial thought going into this, is that I have something to teach these kids. Um, and like, like almost everything else in my spiritual journey, that, that when you reach out like that and you take that leap of faith, um, the payback that you get is you know, tenfold what you put into it. Yeah, that's, that's really good. Um, so you've talked a little bit about your um, support of your daughter as she went through that program and, and your involvement in that program. What about spirituality in your marriage and in, in your own day-to-day -day walk? What, uh, what would you offer as advice for men there? You know, as I mentioned, the really kind of a turning point in my journey was my wife's encouragement to get me involved in a disciple Bible study program. Mm -hmm. um, so she and I have always been really since early on in our marriage been connected to the church but until we both went through that program I don't, I don't know that we had the kind of conversations that we have today that it makes a difference doesn't it, it really does yeah. yeah it's amazing yeah I, I suggest that to guys and and I, I get this sort of stare like how, what difference does that make but it's a huge difference isn't it I mean to be able to share your faith and talk about uh, your walk together yeah yeah so um so for guys who may be still sort of uh, riding the fence on this issue, what would you say to encourage them to proceed with their spiritual growth? I guess the, the thing I would say is, you know, if you look back at, at my history and where I came from, um, and I shared with you earlier that I never would have taken that leap without mm -hmm. the encouragement of somebody that I really loved and trusted. Um, I, it's really a matter of just kind of, getting started mm -hmm. and, and it is a bit of a leap of faith because I walked into something that was completely out of my comfort zone and it, you know it was uncomfortable at first I'll be honest just kind of sitting there as, as a, a novice to the Bible as, as a lot of other folks in the group were much, much better versed in it than I um, but I stuck with it and I, I'm just so glad I did yeah. the one thing that I, I look forward to doing we haven't done it yet is, is taking a class like that with my wife Hmm. It just because of schedules and young kids yeah. at home, it's been um, just somewhat logistically tricky for us. But I, I think that would be the next step for me. Yeah. So uh, one of the other issues that trips men up a lot is work-life balance. Have you had any uh, lessons there that you feel like would be worth sharing? Yeah, always a trick. It's always tricky. Um, I, I think just the way my my work environment is, I it's probably you know, not as, as dramatic as it can be for some guys who are on the road a lot. I, I did live that lifestyle a little bit younger or earlier in my career. Um, that, you know, that time away, there's that, and, you know, the constantly slogging it out on the road makes that time at home, you know, theoretically a lot more precious, but you lose sight of that mm -hmm. when you're, you're not there as much. I'm in the very fortunate position to be home more nights than I'm not. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for, so the balance for me really isn't all that tough. I, I do see it in some of my buddies who who just kind of live the job. It's a lot of pressure, and yeah. they take it home with them. Well, I would, I've heard too that when you're on the road that much, when you get home, you're actually too tired to really enjoy the family once you're there. Yeah, I, that's part of the yeah. part of the equation for sure. Yeah. 
So any any special advice or any observations that you've seen in other guys who are doing that? Um, well, the, the guys who I've seen who have been successful in managing that kind of lifestyle are, are the guys that really take the time to reconnect when they are, you know, back at home. Mm. Um, they're involved in their kids' lives. Um, you know, they're involved with their spouse, and I, that's critically important, especially, you know, we've got young kids. It's, it's so easy to get caught up in their world and what that's all about and ignore the marriage and the yeah. core that everything is built around. Um, so that's, that's another piece of advice I would give. Um, I don't think I ever lost sight of that, but when the kids are real young, they just dominate your life. Oh, really, don't they? <laughs> so to stay connected to that marriage, um, people have always told me that, you know, when the kids move away, that's all you're going to have left. <laughs> so I, I, even at this point in my life, I, I think I'm focused on it, and I think it'll pay dividends even more so later on. Well, you know, everybody told me when my kids were young, uh, how fast they will be grown and gone, and I kept thinking, no, this is not right, because <laughs> every day seems like a slog, right? Uh, yeah. and, and yet it's true, isn't it? I mean, they do grow up fast, don't they? Yeah, you can blink your eye, and all, yeah. all of a sudden they're 11 and 14. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? George, thank you for your time. You've been great. I appreciate your being willing to share with other men your thoughts about uh, your own spirituality. And, uh, and good luck to you, and let's stay in touch. Thanks, Jerry. Good. This is Jerry Hancock for Men in Balance.